This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. I believe in the three beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash, they spice it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. My flavor that I've been enjoying the most lately is the wild berry. Keep one on your desk. You'll be hydrated in no time. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches Media presents Ha Ha Laugh Funny Mention It All, a Bravo by Betches podcast. We don't say that, but now we said it. With Dylan Hafer. Well, go check me, boo. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Mention It All podcast. I am Dylan Hafer, and today we have a returning guest who is, you know, always a pleasure to have on. Please welcome. Danny Murphy. Hi, Danny. Hi, Dylan. Oh, my God. I'm very excited to make it nice with you. You know, I feel like that's are, that's what we're going to try to do. But are you ready to drop it with Drew? Oh, I mean, <laughs> no, because if we going to drop it with Drew. <laughs> no, I can't. I can't have my weight on a TV show. I we will get to it. But truly, <laughs> the thought of being invited to an event by your friend and then being told it, when you immediately get there that you must step on a scale and have your weight announced, not just to the group of people there, but on cameras, as as Brandy would say, national television, national, national television. National I'd, be like, television. Drew, I'd be like, Drew, bitch, national television. <laughs> no, I would go bravo, bravo, fucking bravo. I would have to release myself out of there and then just cry Andy. in the car. Andy, 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 we're not doing this. Yeah. I, I, can, I, would, I, would, I would be sick. I would, I would have left. I would have, been, I would have been Kenya two weeks ago in glam in bed going to the doctor. Oh, my God. I truly drew on something else. But I want to talk about Ultimate Girls Trip first because I feel like that's kind of like that's, that's the, the crown jewel right now because we have three episodes of this Ex-Wives Club season out. And I have... It is just so entertaining. So many, you know, every little, every little like interpersonal relationship is a mess. Everybody is <laughs> struggling in a different way. It is really something. And I'm so glad that it's finally here. And I, I am curious to get your thoughts after watching these first few episodes. I know. I am so excited because it was talked about for so long. I almost was like, maybe it's fake. Like Maybe it's not happening because they really did it. They really held off on releasing it. But right off the bat after these three, I have to say it is 500 times better than season one. And I liked season one of Ultimate Girls Trip. But I love that these ladies have literally nothing to lose because none of them are employed by NBC Universal. So they're just here to cause chaos. It does feel like... Now, thinking about the possibilities for like a future season of Ultimate Girls Trip, I would, it's hard to imagine another season that was as low stakes as season one kind of being what I want. I'm like, yes. I don't, obviously it's like, you're not going to have a Brandy Glanville on every cast. Like there, there is this like special chaotic alchemy that's happening on this season but it's like i do think moving forward it's like i need their i need them to cast with with mess in mind like there needs to be there needs to be some you know baggage tension whatever coming into the experience Oh, without a doubt, because it's also the thing, too, where it was like all the season one, it was just everybody doing victory laps and like kind of the thing where it's like Kenya and like Kyle and Teresa know they could just sit 
and still be employed by Bravo and no one would care. And also, like, they don't really, none of the people there, I mean, I guess besides, like, Teresa and Kenya in past seasons were the ones that would cause a lot of the drama and everything like that. Like, they would all just kind of be, like, sitting versus this one where I really think everybody went into it thinking, I need to win back the love of Bravo viewers and Bravo executives, not knowing that the joke is on them because I don't think any of them are going to be going back to their show anytime soon. Yeah, that is so interesting. And I feel like that is kind of the the big question of the day is like, is this really a test run for any of these women to come back? I think, you know, maybe there's been a lot of talk about Tamara coming back. There's been talk about Dorinda or Jill doing the legacy thing. But it's like, I don't think... I, I don't know. I mean, like, Phaedra is always a question mark, but it's like, I don't think Taylor is coming back to Housewives. No. I, don't I don't think, think she, also, she also doesn't strike me as wanting to. No. Taylor, <laughs> I feel like she, Taylor and Eva are like living their best life. Eva's smoking her weed. They're, you know, bonding. Taylor to me is like zened out, and I really, I'm enjoying her a lot this She's season. She's zen wedding. Oh, well, that's kind of the funny thing. I don't know if you were in the same boat. I'm kind of 180'd on every person I was excited to see versus who I'm enjoying. Because I was like very, I feel everybody was so excited. I know she was recently on your podcast, so you don't have to say anything in case you guys are friends. Everyone was so excited to see Jill Zarin back. Yeah. And I gotta, hey, not do, I don't know if maybe the next batch of episodes, not doing the most for me. Because I feel like she's just, well, I love that she's so happy to be there. But I'm kind of just like, I don't think she knows how to fit in with the group present day because she's kind of just reliving her old school moments. I agree. I think I can imagine her in 2022 working better with a group of people that she knows, like with mm-hmm. Luann and maybe like, you know, if there was a legacy thing happening and it was like a mix of people, you know, like Sonia, Luann, Ramona, Dorinda, whoever, I think it would, she would kind of click in that, but it yeah, does feel true. like this group has kind of a separate vibe. And I think Jill is a little bit of her own thing. And I'm not like, I don't think she's, doing a bad job or anything. I just think like when you have, you know, Phaedra and Brandy and Tamra doing this other thing, I don't know if Jill really like clicks in with that. It's also interesting because her energy, I feel like isn't like all the other ones. Cause it's like, these are like so many of them are like, not all OGs, but very much like high heads. Like they just think they're the best people ever. And Jill is very, I know she loves herself, but she's very self-deprecating, very like knows who she is. Like she walks in, like try to do the recreating and talks like, oh, I got this, I got this. And just trying to be like a funny, friendly connector who will laugh at herself. And all the other ladies are like, this isn't a joke. This is my, like, this is their Oscars. This is all of them going for like the big deal. And Jill's just like, oh, can we not have fun? But I mean, personally, she's the one I would want to drink Diet Coke with all day. So, I mean, that is also that. Exactly. I I think for me so far, the highlight of the show is just seeing Vicky Gunvalson in abject misery this entire time. Like, yeah, before they even arrive at the house, she is in the worst possible mood. Steve mm-hmm. Lodge has just freshly dumped her, which I is, did not know this was going to happen like the day after. Right. Like I had heard I had heard from when they were filming that it was like, oh, Vicky is kind of going through it with her relationship, but it wasn't clear whether that was really going to come out on the show. Mm -hmm. And so the first episode when she's like, I got broken up with yesterday. And I'm like, hell yeah. Uh, You know, this is never a better time for 
somebody that I dislike to be thrown into the lion's den than the day after getting dumped by their fiance. She's saying, there wasn't a vagina in Mexico. Oh, she was freaking out. And then every, because that's what I love. Everybody just going in on her and like trying to be quote unquote nice, but just like, oh, this, da, 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 da. oh, you have to get on dating And her just sitting like, okay. Okay. Like just wanting to shut it all down, but unable to. Like the most open moment she's had is in the fucking crystal store when she's like, (laughs) when the lady's like, this one is good for your heart. She's like, yep, yep, yep. My heart's hurting right now. (laughs) She is like in tears, having long form COVID that she just does not want to address and like truly not doing well. And just, I I talk about, I don't love um, nature the most, but she seems to have like an open despair buys of it and just cannot imagine anything like not being able to drive i guess to a home goods i didn't she didn't strike me as the most of a home goods girl but i guess she really needs it she no she loves like a wood like a wooden sign with like cursive writing on it (laughs) that is true (laughs) i do think though to vicky's credit the itineraries on this trip are stressing me out a little bit like there are there's like one too many activities each day because even on the third episode when dorinda's like Today is going to be more of a chilled out day. And the itinerary is like breakfast, shopping in town, lunch, field day, lasagna cook off. And I'm like, that's not a chill day on vacation. No. Well, also, that's my thing where I am exhausted thinking about this. And imagine being 50, having to do all this running around with like, well, mainlining Chardonnay all day. And that's also my thing, too, because I love Dorinda. And I do think she needs to come back to Roni Legacy. I feel like she is. But I feel she kind of is trying a little too hard to kind of keep so much going, being like, look at all the stuff I can do, like, for like the producers to be like, oh, Dorinda can put on a big show, versus like, Dorinda, all you have to do is drink two bottles of wine and yell at Vicky, and then that's what we love. Like, you don't have to like plan plan a like scavenger hunt. I do wonder that like, how much of that is Dorinda being the hostess versus Peacock, whoever, versus like the production company being like, okay, so like, there needs to be like a group activity every day. Like, I don't know if that was kind of like prescribed, but I mean, in Turks and Caicos, it was just like boat day. Exactly. Well, because I feel day. like those were the girls that are like, <laughs> if you're like, okay, Ramona, you have to like have everybody do boat day. She's like, I'm just going to go on the boat. Like they just threw out all the call sheets versus there was some LOL moments on like uh, this season too, where like Eva sits down and is like, I just realized that we're all ex-wives club. And I'm like, okay, we don't have to like cut these cue and everything. Like, I do love what a lot of this dinners start with like the producer prepped question and then it just devolves into chaos. Right. The night when they went to that like weird spooky inn place and they mm. sit down and Brandy's like, Brandy immediately is like, mm. so I've watched all of your seasons. So I think we should all go around and talk about them. And half the women at the table are just like, Mm-mm, no, no. Well, I mean, Vicky hasn't seen anything because she doesn't know who anybody is. Eva, no clue. No, no clue. I was like, Eva, I, well, you know what's well, she's also someone because I liked her on Atlanta. I, 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 she didn't. She wasn't like one of like my standout faves on the show, but I'm loving her on this season. I think it's because like what you're saying. She's like, I'm just here to buy legal weed and like have a check and do Ricky Smiley in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I think Eva is one of those people where when she was on Atlanta, maybe they were sort of in the start of their struggle years a little bit, Mm, but mm -hmm. she wasn't, I don't think she did a bad job, but the show like needed something and she wasn't quite that ingredient to sort of fix it. And I think she never felt like she really fit in because at that point on the show, you still had the sort of old guard of Kenya, Portia, Candy, Nini, Cynthia. Like it was really that all of those kind of like 
big hitters. Whereas I think maybe even now, I'm not saying Eva should come back, but like now on the show, it's a little bit more of a mix. I think that's why somebody like, and we'll, we'll get to Atlanta, but people like Sonia and Drew have sort of been able to get their foot in the door a little easier because it's more of like a transition time. That's true. Eva or somebody like, um, I think Eva and Shamari were like both on the show that same season when Kenya wasn't there. And it's like, it's not really the time. Like you're not going to have an easy time sort of fitting in right now. I feel that was a hard thing too during their seasons because every single episode I was just like, oh, I miss Kenya. (laughs) Because she's like my favorite on that show. So I'm like, it would be so much better if Kenya was here. But also I didn't realize that her, uh, Eva and Phaedra were like, best friends because so maybe if she was on with her they could have had a little bit more of a click even though so many people now want Vidra back in Atlanta I do not think that would be the best idea because I do love me candy and I don't want <laughs> if I had to pick between the two I'll watch candy just like have business meetings with excel sheets for the rest of my life if I could at this point I have more team Phaedra go to Dubai and live your best life there because she told she sat on I've I feel like I've brought up her interview on Wendy Williams like 17 times but when she said that she has her CMOS company and her tech company there she said that she is looking to buy a house in Dubai so I'm like that seems like a natural fit and it wouldn't come with the baggage of her Mm. coming back to Atlanta but also I'm just enjoying her I think Phaedra is one of the best people to just kind of like give her commentary and like from these first three episodes, she's not really fueling the drama at all, but no. I'm enjoying her presence so much. And like, this is perfect for me. She really is so funny. And I mean, like she really, I think out of all the ones in this ultimate girl trip, her confessionals are just what is bringing me life. Like she's just so good with like the observation, the quick little like line and everything like that. Like she just really knows how to do that so well versus like everyone else being so long-winded or saying nonsense. Lesbian eyebrows. I never heard of that child. <laughs> it's, I mean, well, the, truly, I mean, I guess because maybe she has the major talking point that Brandy who I don't think I like as a person, but I need her on my television screen at all times. I don't, well, because the, they like, she said they want to do a spinoff together. I don't know who's going to buy that, but I would happily view it on a right. plane, I maybe. F- I feel like if there was like a like a low budget peacock, like if there was like a peacock rooster, it's <laughs> if there was like a peacock. Like a like a low but like a less prestigious peacock spinoff. I feel like they would buy. Brandy and Phaedra's show. <laughs> and you know what? I mean, I feel like every single day a new streaming service starts. So maybe like Roku channel will get it. I or do, do you know that? Um, so Amazon bought IMDb TV, but then they just rebranded it as Freevee. Oh, that's what that is. Cause I yeah. saw that like Jeff Lewis, it was like, had yeah, a sh- yes. post on Instagram. Like I'm on Freevee. I'm like, Hollywood is that, house like, a flip shot? or I'm whatever. Like, yeah. Yeah. No, um, it, it, the fact that just, Okay. I'm sure there are people who listen to this podcast that are like fans of Jeff Lewis and that's fine. I know he was a Bravo celebrity, whatever. I just can't with him. And so the fact that he now has like a new house renovation show on like, I think objectively one of the lowest tier streaming services, it feels correct. <laughs> it Well, also because what's so funny is that he does the uh, Radio Andy show. So like he, pro- I'm assuming... This first draft of a pitch was sent to Peacock or Bravo. <laughs> right. Like he definitely, it's not like he doesn't speak to whoever the yeah. powers that be are. I remember I I posted when um, 
when Randall Emmett was like listing his house a, f- a few weeks ago or oh, whenever yes. I posted it about it and uh, like with some pictures and the amount of DMS that I got that were like, Jeff Lewis did the renovation. And I was like, <laughs> okay, like, sure. Good to know. It's getting weird. Yeah. The, yeah. The Jeff Lewis fandom is strangely fervent. I guess it, Anybody who's like a radio personality, I feel like you always have your like they get your some, little army. They get some good people. I wasn't because like sometimes I feel like when I'm if I'm ever driving, his thing will come on and he does get ruthless. So Dylan, you better look out because if he finds out you do not like him, he no, will go it's in not on even you. it's not even that I don't like him. It's more like I just like I don't really like see his stuff you know like it's mm-hmm. it's like i i never really i never watched flipping, I never out. Watched flipping out no i never watched flipping out i don't have serious xm i'm not I, i'm not made of money and <laughs> and so it's like i just he kind of is like this weird like person where it's like he exists and i hear about him a lot but i never like engage with him mm-hmm. and so then it's like people are like what, didn't you see when Kelly Dodd was on Jeff Lewis? And I'm like, no, I don't. Why would I want to see that? <laughs> Talk about something I would click on, like that, like the lowest level of importance for me. Like I don't need to hear them screaming into a void. But I feel like that's like how his thing. Because I didn't really know him that much from the show. But then, like every single day or week, he has a headline of causing drama. And I guess that's how Freebie got a <laughs> got into right. his DMs. Right. Like Shannon Bedore is going on his show like seven times a month and talking about <laughs> like the last text she got from Tamra. <laughs> <laughs> and Heather McDonald just being like, no, I brought my Barbies. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we should move on before I say something I regret. Same. Summer is fast approaching, which means more social events, more weddings to attend, more nights on the town, and hopefully more vacations. That's why I'm so thankful for today's sponsor, Honey Love, for covering us with the best shapewear. With Honey Love, you can feel your best even when you're wearing less. They've revolutionized compression technology so you no longer have to feel like you're suffocating while wearing effective shapewear. Plus, they're the only shapewear that won't ever roll down no matter how much you groove on the dance floor. For a limited time only, you can get Honey Love on sale. Get 20% off your entire order with our exclusive link, honeylove.com slash MIA. Support our show and check them out at honeylove.com slash MIA. When talking about shapewear, Honey Love's best-selling superpower short is the go-to. It has targeted compression technology that distinguishes between areas where you want more support and areas where you need less compression. Their signature X targets and sculpts your midsection without squeezing your natural curves. The superpower short is helping ladies everywhere sculpt and smooth from stomach to thigh by offering just the perfect amount of compression. This piece is also a booty lifter. Boost bands on the back of the thigh give your bottom an amazing shape. Treat yourself to the best bras and shapewear on the market and save 20% off at Honey honeylove.com slash MIA. Use our exclusive link to get 20% off honeylove.com slash MIA. After you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Please support our show and tell them we sent you. The summer vibes are just getting started, honeys. Shape your life with Honey Love. I feel like we've all had that moment where you're at somebody's wedding and you're looking around the food, the venue, the music, the overall vibe. And you're making like that mental checklist of if I were planning a wedding right now, maybe you are, maybe you aren't. What would I want to copy from this? What would I want to change? What would I want to tweak? Well, I've been a part of my fair share of weddings over the years, and I know just how stressful the process can be. You go from that newly engaged bliss to over 
overwhelmed by invitation paper and flower colors in the blink of an eye. But using Zola helps with wedding planning from start to finish and makes every decision easier so you can stay in your bliss. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake, Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and even maybe enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Zola helps couples plan the wedding they really want. With tons of unique features and personalized recommendations based on a couple's preferences, every Zola wedding is as unique as the couple planning it. They've thought of everything you'll need and have built every tool to get you to I do, including customized checklists to get you moving, keep you on track, and prepare you for what's next. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. Okay, let's talk about Atlanta. This season, I am still really enjoying just because it feels like kind of the breath of fresh air that Atlanta needed. And I have to say, as much as Drop It With Drew <laughs> is a joke, like as much as it feels crazy, I am, enjo- I am enjoying the storyline of it and watching it unfold. I am enjoying it so much because it is truly one of those things where I'm like, I don't think Drew has any idea the way that she comes across on this show when she's talking about her business. And, you know, the first scene of this episode, we're at a strip mall where the sign in the window just says fat loss camp in all capital letters. And (laughs) from beginning to end, it just is amazing to learn more about this business and to hear the other women talk about this business. And then the reveal toward the end of the episode, when we meet her business partner, Jackie, that, in fact, Drop It With Drew is just like the, a new name that has been slapped onto an existing program. It's like, and there now it is. Now it makes But now we said it. Now it makes sense. Yes. And all the women feel that way, too. They're like, oh, it's a thing that you just like stepped into. It's not your business. Well, also, because now I'm like, oh, Drew, are you being duped by Jackie? Because I'm like, who's... Right. I'm like, Jackie, you better you better get that exposure. And then six months from now, Drew might never hear about this business again. You know what I mean? Because I'm like sort of like, oh, so this girl just told like you like Drew, this is going to take over like everyone. It's every, and like I feel like the sales pitch is so good. But what I love so much about it, because like there's so many housewife uh, businesses that launch everything like this. I love kind of like this like workout one just because it's like such an added like physical silliness to it where it's like it's not like they can go to like oh like come to like a cabaret show with like a theater where it's like super like looking like fancy or anything like that or like come to like uh like this like uh lay archive have you but it's like truly like come to a strip mall workout. Right. Like most of these businesses, if they're having like a launch party or gala or whatever, it's like some glamorous event where maybe the product is like over on a pedestal but like mm-hmm. water in a perfume bottle <laughs> or water in a hair care bottle you know when like uh when la dame wigs is having her like styling event you know like it's like funny but also you can just like wear a dress and look pretty whereas like this drop it with drew thing where they're celebrating their biggest losers which is just like jesus christ i tr- truly like didn't we didn't she realize how much jillian michaels gets in trouble for all this stuff right like she needs to listen to the podcast maintenance phase and uh <laughs> i'm literally getting like red like flashing lights in my head i'm like wrong this is bad um but like it's just so funny because all the women have to come in their like workout attire but like fake workout attire like marlo's wearing like a dior fanny pack that oh. obviously is not intended to 
to like get sweat upon. Not and at then all. <laughs> the second Drew is like, okay, we're gonna work out. The women are like, no. <laughs> Uh-uh. It reminded me, that's what I'm loving. All all the Atlanta OGs are being duped. Like, oh, now put on this mommy and me or mommy vlog sweatshirt. <laughs> mommy Nation. Yeah, Mommy Nation. What? Well, speaking of her, it's so funny to me that uh, Atlanta housewife is, or housewife is doing a fitness program when their castmate is an Olympian. Literally put some respect on her name, a four-time Olympic gold medalist. And she has to be like, oh, how, how many pounds did you <laughs> Like, how many pounds did you lose at allegedly Drew's allegedly workout program? Like, and and then there's like the meal prep samples. They're drinking oh. smoothies. I'm like, I don't know. I still don't know. Like, what the? I get now that the the fat loss camps are owned by Jackie and like named after Drew. But like, when uh when Sheree when Sheree says that Drew looks like a busted can of biscuits. The the way these women are like collectively dragging and like bewildered by Drew's whole thing is just br- giving me everything. It's well, also it's so funny said because it is like the thing that brings all these ladies together that fight a lot and like they don't always get along, but they're like, you know what we can have common ground on? Being like, what the fuck is dropping with you? <laughs> and like, what are these results coming from? Because it is it is just pure insanity, and none of it makes sense, even when Drew tries to explain it. Right. I do. I do love some whenever these women are talking about their businesses, there are always these little moments of like hypocrisy. And like this episode, we see Sheree with her like yards and yards of fabric that she bought, I guess, and then just like didn't do anything with for She by Sheree. And she's talking about how it needs to be this like amazing thing and it's going to be legit. And she's not just going to be like slapping her logo on some random thing. And then we see her roll up to drop it with Drew with a She by Sheree branded yoga mat. And I'm like, what is that if not slapping your logo on something that on already something exists? Like she was adhesing that from TJ Maxx like in the parking lot. <laughs> and it's, it's just kind of like, and also I'm like, why are you doing all this logoing if the brand still like isn't even a thing? Like you're really... <laughs> and she, she says that it's a prototype and I'm like, a, a prototype of what? Like it's just a, a pink yoga, yoga mat. mat. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> There's no real testing for that. I'm sure you're buying them from a warehouse and just adding your name to it, which shout out, get your $25.99, but like we don't need to call it a prototype. I yeah. I also uh, the logo is not the logo in the like the shape of the star that says like she. It just isn't quite. I thought it, I feel like it should be a little more like elevated, but it should I don't know. it should be something cute with an S. But I feel like you know I just want Sheree to be happy because I do love her. So if she thinks this star is gorgeous, then it is what she needs to have on her yoga mat. That's that's true. This episode, we also meet Manetta, who's our our new friend of, and I love that Candy. The way Candy introduces her is Manetta writes books and has two kids with Neo. I'm like, okay, those things are like not really the same. I'm like, what books? And also, also. Like, is that how you know her? Did you know her from like a book club or Neo? Yeah, I think she said she knows her from her Neo. being with Neo because that's yeah. like. You know, the circle candy runs in, I guess. But Also, you know, the second the episode ended, I went on Spotify and had a TBT deep dive moment. <laughs> With Neo? Yes. Oh, my God. Neo has some bops. Oh, so many. That's why I'm like, okay, let's... independent. Kelly Yoki. That'll be Kelly Clarkson covering a different Miss Independent. Oh, my God. I hope so. Has she she probably already did. I don't know. <laughs> probably back in like at like probably in a strip mall back in the day when she was trying to still like get to where she is now. So uh shout out to her. <laughs> when she was dropping it with Kelly. Yeah. 
But so aside from Drop It With Drew, the kind of like main actual drama that's happening in this cast is that Marlo and Sheree have decided that Candy is a bad friend and she's not there for for them. And Candy obviously feels a way about this sort of accusation of her friendship. And then Kenya is kind of coming in on Team Candy, I think mostly just because she wants to fuck with Marlo. Oh, with... A hundred percent without a doubt. I'm like, Kenya, I didn't even know you liked candy, <laughs> but I'm like, but it's like those two little alliances. And I gotta say, I kind of am like, because I love Marlo and I'm so happy she's a peach. Do you think she's flying too close to the peach? She's causing so much drama, which is great, but I'm worried for her because what happens sometimes with these people, the people that make the season so entertaining, everybody turns on them and then they have no one to film with. See, I think... In the context of the show, of what we're seeing right now, I don't think so because uh-huh. it to me feels like there's not a lot of like toxicity within the group. Like the uh. way in past seasons that like Portia and Kenya would fight or like Portia and Marlo, you know, there were such, such deep kind of dislike between people. And I think, yeah. I think on the show right now, the Candy and Marlo stuff feels still kind of like storyline-ish in a way but then what makes me nervous is the way that Marlo has really been going hard at Candy in the press since the season has started airing and you know she was she said the thing about Candy not doing enough to like support the community and all of that stuff and that is something where you know that Candy is going to take that seriously and that's not something I would say in the in this group of friends, not supporting the community isn't something to throw around lightly. No, and also I had no clue that on top of all that, that Candy supported Marlo the most and tried to get her like got her a whole on TV show that yeah. she walked away from too. And it's one of the, and it's one of those uh, moments too. I feel um, I will say through all the things like Marlo does throw a lot of shade and say a lot of things. I feel like she is good at apologizing though. And I think, because everyone I know, I've been seeing a lot of people on Twitter being like, oh, I'm worried for her at the reunion when it's going to be the Candy and Kenya couch just going in on her. But I feel Marlo's good to kind of just like say her thing and then be like, okay, you know what? I was just being messy to be messy. (laughs) Right. And Marlo is one of those people where similar to like a Brandy Glanville sometimes it's like she will go below the belt she will say things that are like objectively not cool she's down under yeah but then also I think she has that quality where she can sort of like turn on apology mode or say the right thing to kind of make up with someone and I think that's part of why she was so she why she worked as a friend for so long Mm -hmm. is because she could always kind of make up with someone at the right time. So like for her, usually like when someone comes on as a friend of, there's kind of like one person that's their connection to the cast. Whereas like with Marlo, I think because she was around for so long, she really kind of went through different phases. Like I think she was originally on as Nini's friend. And then you you remember when they changed the cry on from like Nini crossed out to Kenya. (laughs) Right. That it's like, she, she was, I think it's, I mean, partially she is friends with more than one of these women, but also she was able to kind of like play the game well enough that it's like, oh, Nini and I aren't really that close, but now I'm going to be buddy, buddy with Cynthia or whoever. So I'm still, it's still going to make sense for me to be on this trip, even if like Nini wouldn't have really invited me. That's true. And I feel like even production knew from a friend of Stamp with a, oh, we need Marlo on this trip. They probably oh, sent yeah. to one, they sent to one of the house. I was like, you better be friends with her because. 
right. I mean, there's a reason why, like, it's rare to see somebody on Housewives as a friend of for more than, like, two seasons. And, like, I'm there's... Like, Tracy barely made it to one season of Jersey. <laughs> right. But it's, like, you see some, like, I mean, Danielle Staub is an extreme example, but it's, like, she was back on for a couple seasons, and then she, at a certain point, she didn't have any friends left. And, like... It's like, <laughs> like True. Kathy Hilton is about to be a second season friend. And I, it seems l- unlikely that she'll be on the show after this season because she, you know, doesn't, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, because of reasons, but I it's don't like, want, I don't want to get a, I don't want to get a con cease or desist. So I'm just, <laughs> just going to say, you know, <laughs> assistant assist cease. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean like Marlo, I think has always been good at really, playing the dynamics in her favor and that's like obviously she's the first season full-time housewife but like she she has had longevity within the group already and i think that that's gonna serve her well and also i think like drew and sonya are doing a good enough job this season that like i don't really see them leaving after this season so i i almost feel like this cast is probably gonna stay the same maybe they'll add somebody or maybe that but it's like this season to me feels like solid enough that i'm like i think i would probably pretty much keep it the same i yeah i think i would keep them the same beverly hill something has to happen because this season i'm just kind of like what is going on i mean i I don't know that but atlanta i would keep the same i would say and dubai i would keep the same too dubai i think yeah i think dubai is sort of similar to salt lake like where it's the cast, like may- maybe the episodes are a little up and down, but like yeah. everybody, I think like the casting feels strong enough that I'm not like, I don't feel like we need like a, a whole refresh or anything. And also, I feel every person needs at least two seasons so I can see like how they flow with it and what like how they what feedback they get. Yeah, There's some people that I'm like, please be one and done. So I feel like all of them I would let have on my TV screen for another time. I think that's a good point that it's like there are there is this thing of like one season housewives and obviously some of them it's deserved and warranted Mm -hmm. for them to not be asked back. But there are times where it's like there are people where it's like, oh, like uh, maybe she wasn't like an all star during her one season. But how many people really are that like iconic and amazing in their first season? And like depending on what happens, even somebody like it makes me sad that like Ebony probably isn't going to get a second season of Housewives because of like really factors out of her control, but like stuff like that. It's like <laughs> the factor that she's like, nobody wants to film with me or whatever she said. Yeah. Well, that the show basically got canceled, canceled. because her, her season was such a mess. It's like, yeah, yeah well, it's like, <laughs> it's unfortunate that like, you know, Ramona is probably going to be asked onto this legacy show oh. when like, Everybody and their mother was like, fire Ramona. And they're like, hire? Did I hear that right? Hire her for more? Yeah. It's like, we're, got, yeah. we're giving her another show, correct? <laughs> and it's funny, too. I'm cut to her end up being like a Fox correspondent. And Ebony's like, she took that from me, too. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> She's taking everything. But also, that made, was in New York, when I'm like, where's my Jules Wainsworth? I loved her. Splash Refreshers are the delicious zero-calorie beverage I'm reaching for again and again when I'm feeling thirsty for something flavorful. I believe in the three-beverage rotation on my desk at all times. One for caffeinating, one for hydrating, and one for fun. But Splash spices it up by putting the fun and hydration in one. I don't have to dread my eight cups of water a day. I just drink Splash and like it. 
Lately, my go-to office beverage has been the Splash Wild Berry flavor. It's so nice to just put a few in the fridge at the beginning of the week. Grab one whenever you want something nice and refreshing. It's just the right amount of flavor, just the right amount of sweetness. You know the vibes. When you want something refreshing, when you want something hydrating, Splash is the perfect thing to reach for. It perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. And it's available in five craveable flavors. Wild Berry, that's my favorite, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. It's there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get back to enjoying some time in the sun. But the springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. April showers bring Mayflowers and also sniffly noses and stuffed up sinuses. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have had seasonal allergies for pretty much my entire life. Unfortunately, there are definitely those days where I have canceled my plans because I simply just don't want to be out in the world because of my allergies. But luckily, Claritin is the perfect thing that you can just take at the beginning of the day. And it really helps with all of those symptoms, clearing up your eyes, clearing up your sinuses, clearing up your congestion. It's the easiest way to just get those allergies under control, whether it's in the spring, any other time of year. And it's designed for serious allergy sufferers. Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy counter. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin clear. Use as directed. This is like the million dollar question of what they're going to do with this legacy show whenever that happens. Because if I feel like we there's people that you assume are going to be on there. Like I would be surprised if a lot of the kind of like main cast isn't back, but then it's like, are they going to have any sort of wild cards? Because it could be exciting, but also like it, it might not be like a great fit. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Cause it's one of those things. Cause even watching, cause what made me really think about like needing some wild cards, is, like even watching Dorinda and Jill a little bit now, obviously like we said, they're not in like the, New York setting with like the like girls they know more but I'm like oh there needs to be a little like some igniting under them because I'm like they need more people to fight with because I can't just have like Ramona being like oh I'm running off to another part like I need I need them to have like a common person that like blows up in their face <laughs> yeah that's why I've been sort of into the idea of Kelly Ben Simone coming back because I feel like she she like doesn't give a fuck Whereas I feel like a lot of the people that are probably going to be in the mix for that show are going to be very conscious of who, who's doing what mm-hmm. and like sort of self-producing and, you know, overly kind of overthinking how they come across on camera. Whereas I think having somebody like a, I think this is like Brandy on Girls Trip where it's like, she's not overthinking a damn oh, thing. She she's not is, thinking. <laughs> right. And like, I mean, it might not be the best for her relationships, but like, I'm certainly having a good time watching it. I, when you were talking about the, the Jill and Dorinda thing, I need Jill to bring up 
she, I mean, we talked about it when she was on the podcast that when she was supposed to come back on Housewives a few seasons ago, she was like going to come to the Berkshires and Dorinda like uninvited her, like blocked her from coming on the trip. And Jill, yeah, Jill clearly still like, I mean, she brought it up on, on this podcast. She mentioned it all. Yeah. It's like, Jill, come on, throw the bone out there, bring it up. Cause, cause then, you know, you know, like Tamara and Brandy would be like, is that true? Did you did you tell from coming back on the housewives? <laughs> <laughs> oh, one without that, she would just be like, "Oh, I love this room. I was supposed to stay in this room actually, you know, a few years ago, a few seasons ago on my show." Yeah. <laughs> Tamra, Tamra really is the best at that like producer card thing. Like on episode three, when she pulls Dorinda aside, and it's like, I just felt like you were taking Brandy's side last night. It's like, oh, <laughs> talk about someone I am loving on mm-hmm. Girls Drive. Tamara really is bringing it. And it made me sad that I'm like, I mean, apparently the thing that um, allegedly was shouted on Jeff Lewis's show that Heather, I don't believe that. I mean, I don't know that Heather is blocking her from coming on because of her podcast or so, whatever like that. Yeah. I just, I, I mean, I, my, my one thing, I, I do think Tamara should stop the podcast, not just to get on OC, but also because I feel like she should distance herself from, I just think every person should socially distance from Teddy Mellencamp. That's just my personal, Fauci didn't say that, that's just my personal belief. <laughs> well, I mean, I will say, Teddy, the thing that has made me like Teddy the most was oh, her asking Vicky where she was on January 6th. <laughs> you know what, Teddy, Teddy, let me, let me eat my words and your lettuce tacos. That was pretty good. She is, she is kind of, bringing it to beyond that and i feel like this is all gonna explode in the two t's in a pod uh podcast because it's tamra tamra's just involved now teddy gets a one-time invite to phaedra's cookout for that one (laughs) one one time only (laughs) (laughs) one night only it's not transferable (laughs) that actually because you just read me the um i'm very curious because i'm like brandy you had two friends on this in this house and now you're messing them up because talking about i don't even a, a word that i don't even think anybody should really say uh with uh, with what she was talking about with Eva's husband, I'm just like, what, baby? But I think she just doesn't know what she's saying at all, right? And I think it, Tamara was kind of, or it, I mean, everybody has noticed this that like Brandy can be nice and sweet, and then when she starts drinking, it just is like, baby girl, like what, what is happening here? And it, it just is, it's rough because we knew going in that she and Taylor mm. were going to have issues. We knew mm. going in that she and Tamara had this thing. So for her to be like fighting with them too and Vicky, it's like, honestly, that's par for the course. I would be disappointed if they weren't fighting, but then it's like, why are you going after Eva? Like sit down Sh- well, you know- in, in her words, shut the fuck up. <laughs> and it's interesting too. Cause you could tell like some people when like some housewives when they drink, like you can see the rage starting to form. You don't really see that with Brandy. You just see like, her brain like skipping steps where like she'll say a word before thinking it and not realizing anyone will like be I feel like because she's used to like doing that podcast in her bed that she's like oh people can react to this and actually like be insulted and hurt and are listening to me because they're talking they're hearing me talk right now right and like the it is like the the shut the fuck up thing is a little bit annoying to me because it's like it's just the thing that she says like it really is not to me that serious but at the same time it's been an issue like three times already in the first two days of this trip. Stop saying bitch too. Like girl, right, like, it's just not landing. If if Vicky has made it clear that this is like the worst possible thing you could say to her is to tell her to shut the fuck up, then you need to like think and like key that into your brain that it's like, okay. For me, and this happens with bitch all the time too. Mm-hmm. We see that it's like, yeah. 
I'm saying it as like a casual, like whatever, bitch. But like yeah. you're hearing it as like you, bitch. Like yeah, and as Teresa saying, "Don't call me honey." Is bitch better? <laughs> <laughs> right. So it's like it's frustrating. Some like obviously it's great TV, but it's frustrating as like on a human level to watch Brandy like mess it up so many times well because that's when you're like oh brandy you don't realize what world you're in like where it's like because even eva was like just they don't they don't get they don't understand how you say it they're older than you just stop saying it and it's just not landing for her like she cannot land that plane even though there's so much grass in the berkshires for a landing it just doesn't it doesn't translate well for her it is it is funny i feel like brandy will always get the the treatment of being like, oh, she's like younger or whatever. Brandy's oh. like 50 years old. <laughs> Wasn't it Tamara who was like, she's 40 fucking nine. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> well, it's so funny too because I even keep on forgetting how old she is because I'm like, oh my God, she's probably like 38. Like she acts like she's like, what? And I'm like, oh my God, no, she is, she's 50, but uh, her lips are too. So. <laughs> Literally, I'm going to look up right now how old Brand. how old, you think she's 49? I swear, pretty sure she's 49. Brandy, Brandy I, is 49. Um, like It's hard she, to tell though. Like she's the same age as Teresa. Teresa just Damn. turned fifty. Taylor Taylor Armstrong is fifty one. They're the same age. Like uh, that, <laughs> that is really insane. Because and I'm like Taylor just has such a happy normal life now. It seems and I'm like Brandy, why are you oh. just? A, I will say. I mean, I was interested to see. I'm like, it seems like Brandy's kid likes her, which is good. She has two kids. I guess Mason and Jakey. Oh yeah, and one peed on the lawn. So I hope they stop doing that. But who knows? Yeah, you know, I uh, this this cast really though. I I hats off. If there is there like an Emmy for reality casting, I think about like, that all the time because it is very hard to do and very impressive. Right. Like I don't necessarily think like people are always like give this show an Emmy, and I'm like, okay, that's like not gonna happen. Uh, yeah. But like the casting, the I casting? feel like is. And also, like, editing. Like, I will say for the casting and the editing is, like, the good, the funny parts of it. And at yeah. least give a Kids' Choice Awards to the medic, because she was fun. Oh, my God. Yeah, imagine. And she's going to be busy this week, I feel like. Imagine being the person who had to, like, deal with Vicky at urgent care. <laughs> and also offer it to be a sinus infection, which Emma's like, yeah, we all have that. Like, does Vicky Gunvalson, like, have her insurance card on her? Mm, no. She, like, she does. She's like, I, I, I don't care. Just give me the shot. Just give me the shot. <laughs> Well, that's what I was, I'm like, you got a steroid in your butt for a sinus infection? I was like, oh, oh. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I'm not a medical professional. I say no. all the time, I'm not, I'm not a lawyer. I'm not a doctor. Um, Vicky is just the worst. The vibes are the worst. They're so bad. A unicorn will be landing right there. I mean, that was, oh, Dorinda did get me back in a good way with that. Where I was like, yes, please just <laughs> shout about the, she was giving me like how we all felt in 2020, just shouting, drinking wine about the vaccine. She's like, she's like, actually, people died from the vaccine. He's like, you know, you can say that. <laughs> I have 10 friends apologize to them. We're like, okay, Dorinda, what's happening? <laughs> well, I did love all the people being, when Phaedra was sitting next to Vicky, and it's like, oh, she's anti-vax? Uh, <laughs> oh, was like sneezing wait. everywhere. That's the thing. It's like, because you think, obviously, like, Dorinda was the one who got in her face about it. But Phaedra, when she's in the confessional, and she's like, I was under the impression that everybody was vaccinated. <laughs> like, I don't. I mean, Vicky. Uh -huh. if, as she says that she has a, a medical exemption. I. Who am I to argue with that? But um, if you have the medical exemption, then we can probably uh, not do the misinformation about people dying from it. <laughs> just, yeah, just say that. Just keep it to yourself. Just like keep it to you, like your specific case. <laughs> That's all we need. Tamara, I don't really know where she stands on it, and I and she has. She's not going to say. 
I think Tamara's vaccinated. I think she is. And I saw her tweeting a lot of stuff this weekend, which was in a in a way that I agree with. So I, yeah, I think Tamara's, a, I, Tamara's a fan of Roe v. Wade, which is... <laughs> the bar from our Bravo ladies are on the floor. Oh my God. I was like, I was very relieved. I posted the... Um, that like Andy's tweet about how like you can get guns but not like oh, women's yeah. rights and like um like Alexia from Miami liked it and I was like okay good, a good check on the box you know those Miami ladies I do not want to get into their politics it makes me too nervous not at all besides Nicole and Julia's I feel like Julia yeah Nicole I hope Nicole because I like her and she's I know. I don't, they don't go there too much. Uh, but Julia, Julia with her, with her goats. <laughs> uh, this has been so fun, Danny. Thank you oh so much God. for, Always a blast. This is the for best stopping podcast. by. Uh, remind everyone where they can follow you, listen to you, all that yes. stuff. Uh, well, you can uh, listen to uh, my podcast also on Betches, Not Another True Crime podcast. And you can follow me everywhere at Kashmir, Danny Kashmir with a K. Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and follow the show wherever you listen. You can follow us on Instagram at Bravo by Betches. And until next time, be cool. Don't be all like uncool. Mention It All is produced by Sean Kilby and Jorge Morales Pico. Editing by Sean Kilby. Social media by Dylan Hafer. Guest booking by Nicole Pellegrino. Be sure to follow at Bravo by Betches on Instagram and Twitter. 